Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we start the book of Isaiah. Well, we actually, today we start the, we do the introduction of the book of Isaiah. And it's quite the complicated book. I've read four different introduction synopsises and they're all pretty complex. They have similar themes. You know, ultimately the theme is around judgment and hope or um, really that's it, judgment and hope. But the rest of it seems to be a little bit in disjointed or differing a little bit. Everyone's got their own spin. So I'm going to keep this short and sweet today. And I'm going to read the introduction from A.W. Tozer. I'm also, I've attached two different links into um, YouTube where there's actually videos that are associated with the Olive Tree Bible study that I read and that I use, or the Bible by Olive Tree. And they have these two links um, for Isaiah, and they're very, very good. Um, I, I really like them. They're available for every one of our books that we read from the Olive Tree. And I feel like they give you a very good understanding of Isaiah and just books in general, the overarching theme. And what you really see within Isaiah, you're going to see that there's judgment, that people are, are you know, that the Israelites are not obeying God's word. And Isaiah brings it to him and brings it to him pretty hard. At the same time, he always has some hope in there. He always provides hope that God loves them and that they can turn back. Eventually, in cha- after chapter 39 or in chapter 39, it really all leads up to the exile. They get exiled into Babylon and, um, you know, they, they spend you know, a long time there and Isaiah foresees the future. And so then you see in the second set of books, basically chap- chapters 40 through 66, you see the, um, what, he, what he foresaw, and it's the outcome. It's like, hey, you can come on out of that exile. But at the end of the day, what, what is really amazing about Isaiah is he's constantly pointing to Jesus. He's pointing to the, the messianic prophet that he's talking about the Messiah and all the things that are going to happen and how Jesus is going to live, how he's going to die, he's going to come back to life right away and just all the different elements there. So it's pretty cool. It's one of the reasons I love Isaiah. The, the book is just great. Um, it's one of my favorites. It was the very first book I went into when I started this podcast. So let's go ahead and go to God in prayer and then we'll go ahead and start in and we'll just read the A.W. Tozer introduction. Father, thank you for today and for all that you've done. You are an amazing, um, you are God. You're the only God, but you are amazing too. I'm so thankful for who you are and how you love us. I pray you bless this reading and bless this time. And I pray for the book of Isaiah as we read, read it. I, I ask, Lord, that we would open, that our hearts would be open to you, your message, that the understanding for judgment and for hope and how you have a plan from the very beginning 
just really hits home with us and that we would understand what's important to you. What we should take out of it, not what I think we should take out of it, not what someone else thinks, not what Tozer or anybody else, but strictly, truly, Holy Spirit, speak to us and may it be your wisdom and understanding we gain. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I said this would be short and we're already over four minutes long. All right, so A.W. Tozer writes, um, just in his background section, Isaiah is the first of the biblical books of prophecy. Isaiah, who is believed to be the author, was known in the royal court of the southern kingdom of Judah. Like Moses, he was well-educated. He had a prophetess wife and at least two sons. As a prophet and a writer, he is mentioned in the historical record of two of Second Chronicles, Isaiah is quoted in the first in the New Testament more than any other New Testament prophet or Old Testament prophet, sorry. In Hebrew, Isaiah means Yahweh is salvation. The message that he writes about is his message is the format of the book of Isaiah shows why it is called a miniature Bible. The first 39 chapters of Isaiah have a theme of judgment, which is a paramount theme throughout the 39 books of the Old Testament. Even so, stern warnings are interspersed with comfort in the promise of the Messiah, including reference to a child named Emmanuel. The final 27 chapters of Isaiah reflect the message of the 27 New Testament books, hope found in the coming Savior. Isaiah's prophetic description of the suffering servant is the highlight of the book. Isaiah ends with prophecies of the future restoration of Zion, when all things will be made new. What's the timing? Isaiah lived during the time of the divided kingdoms of Israel and Judah. During his lifetime, the northern kingdom of Israel fell to the Assyrians. Isaiah's ministry extended over the reign of five Judean kings, starting in 740 BC at the end of Uzziah's reign, through the reigns of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, and ending in about 680 BC during the reign of Manasseh. Tradition supported by Hebrews 11.37 says Isaiah was killed, sawn asunder by Manasseh. That's not a very good um, (laughs) ending, right? So, you then have in books 1 through 5, the judgment of Judah and Jerusalem. 6, you then have the Lord calls Isaiah. And Emmanuel is in 7 through 12. Then you talk about, he talks about the national problems in chapters 13 through 27. The six woes are covered in chapters 28 through 35. And then there's events under Hezekiah in 36 through 39. Finally, there's the divine deliverance in chapters 40 through 48, which then gets us also into the suffering servant. The servant's mission is covered in 49 through 52, his sacrifice in 53, and finally, you're looking at the servant's promise of salvation in chapters 54 through 59. And at the end, you then have the new heaven and earth in chapters 60 through 66. Isaiah has a few challenges that he raises. 
and this is more along the lines of just A.W. Tozer's thoughts about some of what can happen here when you read Isaiah. To think, to, sorry, to think God's thoughts requires much prayer. If you do not pray much, you are not thinking God's thoughts. If you do not read your Bible much, and often, and reverently, you are not thinking God's thoughts. There also has to be a lot of meditation. We ought to learn to live in our Bibles. Get one with print big enough to read so it does not punish your eyes. Look around until you find a good one, and then learn to love it. Begin with the Gospel of John, then read the Psalms. Isaiah is another great book to help you and lift you. When you feel you want to do it, go into Romans and Hebrews and some of the deeper theological books. But get into the Bible. Do not just read the little passages you like, but in the course of a year or two, see that you read, read it through. Your thoughts will one day come up before God's judgment. We are responsible for our premeditative thoughts. They make our mind a temple where God can dwell with pleasure, or they make our mind a stable where Christ is angry, ties a rope, and drives out the cattle. It is all up to us. <laughs> I love Tozer. I love that concept. We do need to pray all the time. We need to read all the time. We need to think about God's thoughts. And we need to consider what he wants. And I think we really see that in Isaiah. It's one of the reasons I love Isaiah. It's just such a good book. He's so matter-of-fact on things. He's so to the point, and it's really a challenge to not be convicted when you read Isaiah. So with that, let's go back to God in prayer and close up. Father, thank you for this day and for all the many blessings. Your word is magnificent, and I'm grateful for the fact that you speak to us with it. I lift up this, this reading of Isaiah to you today and for the remaining 66 days. I pray that you would open our hearts, open our minds to what you, you would have us understand in here. Lord, we love you, and may we grow to love you even more, so that we can say we love you with our whole hearts and our whole souls and our whole being, and that we can then love our neighbor as ourselves. I pray for your guidance today and tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.